I'm going to tell you the story of my life today. I'm always on a yo-yo diet. I'm losing weight and gaining the same, if not more, back. It's insane. About two, three years ago today, I lost over 50 kilos. That's in a lot of weight. And almost half of it came back. I, I call it the COVID-19. For most people, it's 19 pounds. For me, it's been 19 kilos. Um, so I'm really curious, you know, why are people stuck in this dieting cycle for the rest of their lives? It's some people seem to have it easy. Others like me, we really struggle and always struggle to, to keep the weight off. And it's just, uh, it's, it's like a rat race, really. So my guest today, he's a health and fitness entrepreneur, uh, and I'm hoping he's going to help me find the answers. Welcome to day 77 of my 90 day challenge, where I'm sharing the reasons why I got into health, innovation and entrepreneurship. But alongside that, I'm highlighting the stories of people perhaps like you, uh, who pivot into the health space as entrepreneurs because of a personal experience with their own health or caring for a loved one. Uh, I'm Beirut, public health doctor, preventive medicine physician here in the UK, and my mission is to help you, the entrepreneur, to create a healthier, happier world through your ventures, but it all starts at home with our own health and well-being to start. So if you're looking to launch your next health startup or business, do check out the link in the description below where you'll find some valuable and free resources where I'm hoping you'll find helpful. Quick disclaimer before we do get started with my guest, uh, we are speaking about health. If there's any issues that you're concerned about with your own health and well-being, do please speak with your licensed doctor. This is information, education and a little fun as well. Right, my guest today is Akash Vagela. He's author, entrepreneur, educator, and founder at RNT Fitness. Do check out the link in the description below because Akash is giving away five free copies of this fantastic book to the first five people who reach out. So do, do make sure you reach out either to me or Akash directly. Akash, welcome. Thank you for having me, Berries. Oh, you're a star. I've been looking forward to this. And um, I got introduced to you by one of my favorite first few guests on the show, actually the mum of the first few guests. Uh, so Dee and Ray, who are the two children on my, uh, I can't remember what episode it was, but we were talking about mental health and health of entrepreneurs too. And it was early on in the lockdown of the, I think, wave two of the pandemic here in the UK. But they introduced me to you and, and I'm really happy to, to have you. So let's get right to it. If you could, to start off with, just tell me the answer to my question. Why are some so many people like me stuck in this yo-yo war for the rest of our lives? It's one of the, the biggest problems that we're trying to fix in the health and fitness industry. And the opening line of my book is getting in shape is easy. Staying in shape is a whole different ballgame. And sometimes you can read that and think, oh, he's just saying it for effect. But you've just said yourself that your own story, you lost 50 kilos, you gained half of it back. The losing the 50 kilos was probably tough, but at the same time, probably hasn't been as hard as trying to keep it off. And there's multiple reasons why people fail uh, long term and they always slip into yo-yo dieting. Um, the biggest one I've seen is just not seeing the long picture, uh, the long term in that you get into shape and you think, right, I've done it. I've, I've cracked it. I've, 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 I've done the hard work uh, and now I can go back to how I used to live. There's something that happens after after you get into shape and i talk about it as the consolidation phase where you get into the shape of your life and you have to go through a period of, of maintenance um to take you into you, the next stage of your life but 
let's say, let's take you for example. What was your, your starting body weight? Oh, I'm not going to share that. I'm too scared to share if that. You're, no, if you're okay it, to share, it, it was well above 100. Let's just put okay. it that way. Let's just say 120 kilos. Okay, you lost 50 <laughs> yeah, kilos. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say 120 kilos. <laughs> You dropped 50 kilos to get down to right. 70 kilos. Right. Now, when you're that new 70 kilos, your brain is still thinking and your mind and brain is still thinking like a 120 kilo person. Exactly. So all your behaviors, habits, systems are still thinking 120 kilos. When you're going from 120 to 70, it's, it's, it's just the process of, yeah, I'm losing weight. I'm losing weight. I'm losing weight. I'm doing this thing. It's a challenge. It's cool. When you get there and you suddenly go out with your mates again, your, your 120 kilo behaviors start kicking in again. And the reason why it's so hard to stay in shape is because it's so easy to give into that. And the trick really is a few, is a few things. The first is to, um, is to practice being at the new body weight, but that that's easier said than done because for most people, there's a lot of muck that's associated with body weight gain. And this is the reality of it. And I always say the body is a representation of your mind. And what I mean by that is if there's a lot of muck, a lot of um, voids that you're fill, you need to fill in your life, you will use food, you will use um, poor lifestyle choices, alcohol, drugs, etc., to fill that void and use it as a crutch to, to lean on. And I think the biggest thing people need to do when they, when they in the process of getting in shape, especially when they get into shape, is to learn how to sit with the void and learn how to sit with that uncomfortable feeling of, I'm feeling like this. I want to have that pack of digestive biscuits, but I'm actually not going to. And I'm gonna sit with that feeling and understand what's going on in my head and how can I rewire that? Because chances are there's a reason why people eat themselves to a big body weight and it's usually some sort of trauma it's usually some sort of some sort of event that's happened that they just haven't reconciled with they haven't dealt with and sometimes they're too scared to actually deal with because it's easier to eat than to face it and that's the reason why you get down to 70 kilos and you think you know what i, I don't want to face that i'd rather it's much easier to just be the way it used to be and you just slowly revert or it could be very quickly as well you can just revert back to to where you were and i would say for you yes you gained back half the body weight but you didn't gain it all back and you didn't gain it you didn't gain back and more which is what often happens so whilst you did gain back some body weight you, there is a win there to consider that okay the next time i'm gonna get there and i'm gonna learn how to stay there and i'm gonna put in the work the internal work to make sure that I stay there. And sometimes it's just literally a case of fighting to stay there so you can actually do the work. It's not okay. There's, it's not like some, you're sitting in your journal and you write all these things out and something, something everything's going to change. Sometimes you literally just got to fight tooth and nail to stay at that body weight. And what I've seen with people who've, who've got into shape, having lost say 30, 40, 50, 60 kilos and stayed there is, is literally this is my new identity now. I'm going to fight to stay in this identity no matter what it takes. I'm going to create the right environment around me, the right support systems. I'm going to learn about my body. I'm going to learn about my mind. I'm going to hold myself accountable to my peers, to myself, 
to, to other people around me. And I'm going to put myself in the best possible position to stay here because this is what I want. And that fight is often what's needed to then resolve through a lot of the muck. Yeah. Gosh, look, yeah, people couldn't see me nodding away as you were talking. It's like you're speaking right into my soul right now. Um, I think there's a few things that I'd love to share, which echo what you just mentioned. Um, you know, I mentioned before we went live that I've been doing this 90 day thing with this coach of mine, Ed Jaffa. So I do want to do a shout out to him. He's a fantastic guy and you two should really connect. Um, he's based in London. Essentially, that's what you said is, is spot on. You know, when I lost that weight, I had just come out of overcoming, you know, trauma, which was losing my dad and caring for him in the last year of his, of his life. And I was thinking this is a time to pivot in my own health, you know, after all of this weight gain through my, you know, various um, uh, experiences at work. Anyway, one thing led to another, lost the weight and then COVID-19 hits. And it's been a stressful time as a public health doctor, as you can imagine, uh, you know, it really has been nonstop. And so you go back to reverting back to what calms you down. And, and often what some, a lot of people that I know, they lose weight when they're under stress. For me, it's the complete opposite. It's like, if you see me gaining weight, no, it's not a good sign. I'm not happy. I'm stressed. And the stress hormones make things worse, as, as you can imagine. But you're absolutely right. The thing that we've got down to with my coach is, is spot on. It's the identity shift. And it's like you're uh, driving or, you know, basically sailing with this huge ship. And even though you want to turn it around, it takes a long time to turn back around. And for this last 77 days, that's what we've been working on. It's the inner identity shift. It's becoming that, as you said, the 70 kilo person again, rather than, and so as a public health doctor, before I come to you for, for some questions, really, when I first got into preventive medicine, like, you know, I finished med school, worked for a few years and realized I need to tackle things before they get bad and started taking the approach of working one-on-one -on -one with people and realized actually a lot of it is not about just telling someone, go lose some weight, eat less. That's the easy part what really needs tackling obviously you can work one-on-one -on -one with the identity issues but it's setting that environment too and a lot of it starts early in life whether it's the habits that you form growing up as a child whether it's the inner and outer environment that your parents set up before you were born even in those first few years of life it's critical and then obviously now as an adult what kind of community do you live in? Are you, are you living in a place where the healthy choice is the easy choice, right? So Zoom, back-to-back -back Zoom meetings, you know, this hasn't helped and back-to-back -back meetings 24 hours a day hasn't helped either. But these are all, all still excuses. You still have control over what you do to a certain extent. So I want to come back to you, Akash, and just ask, because the focus really is for entrepreneurs who are watching. First of all, all entrepreneurs really, because irrespective of what product or service you do, whether it's tech or whether it's education, everything leads back to health in my opinion. There's some way that you can actually impact health, whether it's a direct health product or service, or indeed it's the way you work, whether it's looking after yourself or your team, all roads lead back to health. But I just wanna pick your brain. How do you feel that entrepreneurs can help tackle this problem? I think the biggest thing we have to crack as entrepreneurs 
in in various entrepreneurial communities is actually living and breathing it ourselves the the biggest fallacy is in entrepreneurship is we can throw more time at it and there's a time and place for 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 that period where you throw more hours at something and it'll probably get better but that's a very limited time and it's probably very short lasting for the most part it's a false economy but what we program ourselves to think is if we throw more hours at work if we throw more hours at business we'll get more output the problem that happens there is you start thinking of anything outside of business as an absolute waste of time you start thinking of going for a walk as a waste of time going to the gym as a waste of time preparing food instead of getting a, a takeaway as a waste of time and what ends up slowly happening is your lifestyle and your health and your mindset starts to deteriorate and you have this you will have some sort of crisis point where your health no longer is able to carry you and i'm going to tell you a story about my own experience with this and the reason why i'm i'm focusing on this is because if we get more entrepreneurs prioritizing advocating championing a healthy lifestyle that will bleed into their teams that will bleed into their communities and i think as entrepreneurs we have more um we have such a an ability to impact communities that if we can lead from the front our team can then be inspired by default our customers clients and members can be inspired and you just create this domino effect but it all starts with the entrepreneur and you know i i run a health and fitness company and i'll tell you a story about early 2019 we just gone through a period of 2 to 3 months where we experienced quite rapid growth and in january i had a period where i started skipping training sessions i started skipping meals i started skipping hours of sleep um and then i had this barometer of my step count and i always think if my step count goes below 10000 steps i'm probably losing control of my day because that means i'm not giving myself enough time to be active to be moving and any time that's dipping i know i need to, i need to check check myself right that january my step count average is 4000 now coming into february you know i thought everything was okay and then on the eve of valentine's day woke up about 5 in the morning stumbled into the bathroom i happened to be at my parents house at the time stumbled into my bathroom and went for a piss stopped okay uh, turned around and i collapsed collapsed on the floor like my head literally just missed the the toilet bowl um got up stumbled myself up my mom seemed was already up um she'd got up about half an hour earlier and she heard me sort of she heard the noise she came up the stairs i'm walking i'm stumbling outside the bathroom and outside the bathroom's our stairs and i'm stumbling like this all over the place i collapsed i was just about to collapse over the like about to fall over the stairs my mom pushed me into my bedroom and i collapsed again there and any came uh, so the ambulance came uh, got taken to hospital turns out I was severely dehydrated but that wasn't the i mean i i'm someone who drinks water all the time this was this wasn't dehydration that was just the symptom what it was and what i came to learn as i got to know my my stress response in time was when i become severely dehydrated it means i'm severely stressed and i'm not taking care of myself and um that was a massive wake up call because suddenly i was like I, i can't live like this i'm i'm here running a health and fitness company i'm pouring myself into our clients my team and everyone else but i'm forgetting about myself how can i create the impact 
I want? How can I live this mission that I'm, I'm, I'm preaching if I can't even keep myself in check? So that led to a whole lifestyle change. One of the first things I started to do more is delegation. I started to delegate more. I started to bring on some more team. Um, and for the next few months after that, I still struggled with periods where I had like near collapses or had those symptoms of extreme dehydration. And I'm now in a place where I don't suffer from any of these things because you know, I've, 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 I've sort of cracked the lifestyle where I, I know for me, the biggest thing is not to set an alarm. I have, I have the, the wonderful luxury of not having, of being able to set my own schedule, which I'm sure you probably can't as a medical uh, doctor. So, but the one thing that really keeps me in check is just not saying alarm. So I always get the rest I need. And for most entrepreneurs, they probably can control a lot of their diary, a lot more than they think anyway. Um, and the reason I told that story is, is firstly that it can happen to anyone. But secondly, that if I didn't, if I didn't take that life, if I didn't make my own mental shift uh, and look after my own self-care to the level that I should have been, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. And by default, the team will, uh, will, will struggle. My clients will get a worse service. The communities get worse service. And as you can see, the entrepreneur's impact is far reaching. So what can entrepreneurs do to champion this message? It's to live it themselves. And one of the reasons I'm, I'm very passionate about telling that story, and it's, I used to be very hesitant to do it because I was thinking, oh, I'm a hypocrite. But actually, it's been, a, it's been an important lesson for me to remind myself of why it's important, but also to remind others because as an entrepreneur, you're always on, right? You're, you're, you're working all the time. You can work all the time. You can always be on. And if you're not careful, you can get taken out of the game very early. Uh, longevity is something which is uh, a big part of why I do what I do now in terms of, I want to be doing this when I'm 60, 70, 80. I don't want to be taken out of the game with a heart attack at 40 because I, I, I put myself under too much stress. Oh. And that's a, a key message that's important that we, we, we live and breathe and champion. Akash, thanks for, for sharing that. Really, it's, it's, it's key. I mean, you touched on so many important points there. And the one that really hit home uh, was how the 10,000 steps, many of us look at those as something we have to achieve to stay healthy, to lose weight, doesn't matter, but actually use it as a sign that how much control do you have over your day? I mean, that, that's fantastic. It's a new perspective, really, for me, at least. Um, and, and I remember, you know, before I come to you, because I want to learn more about what you do with R&T Fitness, I remember um, just earlier today, someone that, uh, uh, you know, I, I follow a lot, and he was a recent guest as well, uh, Graham Cochran, he's based in the States, and he preaches this, you know, work less, live more. And that doesn't mean the four-hour work week. It just yeah. means about efficiency. And he's a really big proponent of the, you know, taking Fridays off. And he finds that on that extra day, forget the Saturday and Sunday, but that Friday off, that's when his ideas, his business creativity flourishes. That's when he feels, you know, uh, recovery, optimal recovery. And again, last week on Thursday, we had a, a energy uh, and performance for athletes and entrepreneurs guest come on from Australia. And he was talking about the same thing. I think it was, Microsoft did a study and showed brain scans and balancing the importance of recovery time, you know, for, for rest and recuperation. And that was actually when the best ideas come to the 
to the staff and to the team. So it's actually critical. It's not whether you have enough time to do this, but you don't have the time or luxury not to do this. It's critical for, for your work as an entrepreneur um, and the sustainability. I think you want to come back on that. Yeah, I, know, I heard a really good analogy um, a couple of months ago. It was about working like a lion. Um, where, you, where you see lions, um, I can't remember who said the analogy, but it's like when you watch lions, they just wrote, they're resting a lot of the time and then they'll go out, sprint and go for their kill. And then they'll go back and into retreat, rest, recuperate. And that, and, and the, the role of the entrepreneur is mainly to create, innovate, lead. And to do all that, you need energy. You need, you need space. You need time. You can't always be on a hamster wheel, right? And you, you need your, your input not to be directly related to your, your outputs that um, you can't just otherwise you can end up on that hamster wheel and, and, and experience something like I did. Right. And uh, I think you made a good point uh, that a lot of more people I know are adopting days off. So quote unquote days off to enhance creativity and to enhance recovery and ultimately business growth. That's why I sleep four hours uh, every lunchtime. Siesta. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'd love to know um, uh, more about RNT Fitness. I mean, what led you to actually create it and how are you helping? So, what led me to create RNT Fitness? Um, well, I was a personal trainer for, for many years. Um, I was a personal trainer on the, on the gym floor, so a typical um, gym floor in the city. And I started to see a lot of my colleagues bleary-eyed um, with kids. They, they had kids and they're becoming bleary-eyed. They never see their children uh, because, you know, similar to like yourself as a, an emergency doctor, it's very unsociable hours. As a, as a personal trainer, you're either working six till nine in the morning, busy at lunchtime, and then late at night. And I started seeing my colleagues having children and never really seen them and always turning up to work with red eyes and I started to think that, that can't be sustainable and that's not what I want in the future you know as a as a someone who wants a family in the future I don't want to have to ever, never see them and only see them one day a week because um, again as a personal trainer you're working six days and it's not the effort, it's not the hard work that was the issue it was more that my time was dictated by other people and my uh, I, it kind of comes back to the input and output thing is I can only get paid when I'm working and I'm trading time for money. And for me, that was a big sort of red flag in, in that I didn't want to have to, you know, you have a 6 a.m. client and they cancel on you 4.30 in the morning. It's like, well, that's not, that's not the way this should work, right? And, I, and, you know, throughout this time, I was always helping friends around the country online. And I thought online fitness is probably going to grow in the next few years. I can have more impact. I have more control of my day. And I started seeing a lot of the issues in the online space with regards to cookie cut programming, uh, poor results. That there's no real results in the industry and, you know, not enough long-term journey mapping like I've explained in the book. And that's where the idea for RNT Fitness came. And then in um, May 2017, we set up RNT Fitness. And that's, that's sort of the reasons why, um, why I, I set it up and, and what the, the initial sort of reasoning for it was. And... Yeah, then we've we've kind of evolved from there. So, what kind of things do you do to help them? I mean, how do you work sure. with uh, with your clients? Yeah. 
So RNC Fitness is a, is a transformation company with a, with a mission to change lives through fitness and empower people to lead healthier lives. In the past four years, we set up in, in May 2017. Past four years, we've transformed uh, over 2,500 lives in over 20 countries globally. Uh, they all had the similar sort of problems where they were fed up with quick fixes, uh, with, fed up with quick fixes with no sustainable results, tired of feeling low in confidence and self-esteem, and or frustrated with poor health, energy, uh, and vitality. And ultimately, they wanted to feel, look, and perform at their best. So we developed our five-phase uh, R&T transformation journey to empower all, all walks of, of life to look amazing, uh, feel their best, and achieve long-term results along a proven blueprint and methodology, uh, all without the dread rebound. Now, that was a, a big caveat there to put in. And our big vision is to see a world transformed. We believe that a world that prioritizes long-term health uh, and fitness is a better world for everyone. And to deliver this, we have our flagship transformation program where we can, we combine education on nutrition, activity, mindset, uh, peer group and community support to create the right environment for people, multi-layered accountability systems uh, as well, all combined into a custom built technology platform that we have. Um, so that's why we help, that's why we exist. Um, and, and that's what we do. And we have our, our methodology documented in our, in our book, Transform Body, Transform Your Life, which you've, you've shown up. And for, for those five people that, that, uh, that comment on the, the, the podcast first, uh, I'll send you a free copy of it. Uh, we should put that as a rule. You have to comment in, down below and, and like this video and share it. Otherwise, you're not getting it. I'm kidding. I'll, I'll let you decide the rules on that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The more people get their hands on this book, the better. Honestly, you, you shared this copy with me. So I appreciate that, uh, Akash. And, and when I was looking at it, one of the things that stood out, first of all, it re reminded me of, you know, the before and after pictures reminded me of, I think it was Body for Life yeah. by Bill Phillips, was it? Um, and... But regardless, the book, the, the one thing that resonated with me was how the 12-week milestone, the 12-week transformation that we all talk about is often treated as the end point. It should just be a checkpoint. And that's how you, you emphasize that. And it really resonated with me. It changes your perspective on things. And for me, when going through this 90-day challenge, and I'm on day 77, I was feeling like I'm, I'm failing miserably and I was almost giving up. But as soon as I read that and I shared it with Ed, my coach, I said, look, this is what I just read. And I actually like this change in perspective that the 12 week is just a checkpoint for what we do next. And he completely agrees with that. But I've got a question for you. Um, in, in your book, you talk about um, five phases of transformation. Can you just walk me through that? Sure. So... Hey, having worked with so many different people, I started to see the predictable mis and common mistakes, challenges, uh, insights that everyone seems to face at various stages of their journey. And I, and I boiled them down and broke them down into to five phases. The five phases are uh, clean the palette, process, consolidation, investment, and reward. And I'll, I'll briefly go through each one. So the clean the palette is phase one and the key aim of that, of clean the palette or CTP is to regain control of your day, lay down your structure, strategy, and systems for your day so that you can execute on your various non-negotiables that you create for yourself, such as training three times a week, walking 10,000 steps a day, eating uh, good nutrition, sleeping seven, eight hours a night, whatever you define as your, your key variables. It's about creating the structure to regain control of your day and, and start getting the ball rolling and to build that foundation for the future. 
it's also the time when you start thinking about your why behind your why you start thinking about the long-term journey what you want to be like in the future so you start looking beyond just getting into shape then the process phase is when you've laid that foundation down you've got the flywheel in motion and you're building some momentum and this is this is what leads to what i call the transformation checkpoint um, where you're in the shape of your life that's where this is where the fun begins because now you're at the top of the mountain and you've got two options you can either go down the mountain as fast as possible and you're probably going to accumulate a lot of injuries you're probably going to get hurt and you get to the bottom of the mountain in worse shape than you even um, started in the second option is to take the safe passage home which means taking the long road um, going on the bumpy roads that you, you could it's not the same route you came up in but you've got to go a different way coming down it's uh it's the rocky passage that i call consolidation but it's the critical period and the linchpin between getting in shape and staying in shape which is where the investment phase comes in now the investment phase you typically have two types of people you have the people who have got into shape and they realize they want to build more muscle so they they focus their efforts on now building some more muscle and then you've got the others uh probably like yourself who want to just build a lifestyle solution where you've got into shape you've been overweight for a long period of time you now want to just rewire your behavior mindset and identity to learn how to be in shape and this comes back to some of the stuff we were talking about at the start of this podcast then we have the reward phase and i call this a bit of a it's a bit of an enigma because it's it firstly it takes a long time to get there and secondly very few people are putting the work together and the reason why is this is when staying in shape is effortless and this is when you can do intuitive eating this is when it's flexible this is when you can have your cake and eat it it's this dreamland that uh, you know we conjure up because it's where everyone wants to get to but it takes a lot of work internal work because to get to a point where you can intuitively eat and not gain weight means you don't rely on food as a crutch you don't you don't have connection between your emotional state emotional state and your food intake and you can go out to social occasions and make healthy choices you don't go out and binge you can go on holiday make great choices without tracking anything come back you're the same body weight this is when you're in the shape of your life effortlessly um and i call it the reward phase because you know after all the work you do to get there and it will take years you know it's not going to happen over overnight it will take years then then you get there and i and i put a, i put a post up the other day about a true body transformation takes about 10 years if you really break if you really look at it to crack your own lifestyle solution where you know where you feel the best you look your best perform your best and you do it in an effortless manner takes about 10 years and that's obviously a, a very difficult sell to make uh, but it, it's just the reality and and if i look at look at people i work with i'd say everyone's on that spectrum on the investment phase very few people are getting to the reward phase, mainly just because I, I need more time with them and I need more time on this uh, experiment that I'm doing. So those are, that, that's the five phases. Um, it's trial and tested. It's the blueprint that works for getting in shape and learning how to stay in shape. So long as you're willing to engage and put in the work long-term. To, yeah, <laughs> to, to come back at that, I mean, the 10 years does sound scary, uh, but the benefit, I mean, first of all, if, the long-term benefits, you're going to reap the ROI, speaking in terms of business term, you know, terminology, the ROI of those 10 years is going to be way more than that 10 years. It also compounds. So if you think about it, well, year one, great, right? Year two, 
the compounded interest and compounded gain is massive. Every year that just compounds like crazy. And I'm saying 10 years to be like, to really crack it. But along that along that spectrum, you're going to gain so much and you're going to be, you're going to be unlocking potential that you didn't know existed. Right. The compounding interest is just massive. But it's how do we make that first year, first five years or even 10 years fun so that you can sustain it. That's the challenge where we go back to the beginning, which is so hard to maintain it. It's really mm. hard. But I want to come back at something, um, Akash. So, you know, for, for our audience, you know, it's the entrepreneurs who, through a personal experience, they pivot into the health space. Some of the people that I work with, they come from accounting, finance, engineering, media, education, all sorts of backgrounds. And if they, I always say, you know, I always think anyway, that if they were, maybe 18, 19, even mid twenties, they would probably go and train to become a health professional or a health coach, fitness coach, doesn't matter what they do, but they've been entrepreneurs for 10 years. You know, they're, they're living and breathing entrepreneurship, but now they're thinking, what can we do as entrepreneurs to help deliver products and solutions in the health space? So a question to you as someone as a health and fitness entrepreneur, do you have any tips to these entrepreneurs who might be watching or listening in terms of how they can navigate the health space and add more value to tackle things like body transformation and weight loss? I'd say the biggest thing would be uh, go through a journey yourself, practice what you preach. You know, that's number one. You've got to, you've got to live, you've got to walk the walk. Uh, so long as you've, you've ticked that box, I think if you're going to enter the, the business world of, of body transformation, fitness, health, etc. I think it's, it's to have a really strong mission and purpose that you, you're behind. Uh, I don't think you should do this for the money. Um, that's not to say you shouldn't pursue money. It's saying that you should do this for a bigger cause and a bigger mission uh, and a bigger ambition that's beyond yourself and beyond just commercial reasons. I think that's the key when it comes to health and fitness because ultimately we're doing this to help people. Um, and I think that's uh, a key driver. I think for the people that I see who do best are the ones that are purpose-driven. Uh, first and foremost yeah amen to that i think i'm just reflecting i'm just thinking actually my myself i've been you know working from however god ungodly hours this morning non-stop on my day job and anything else if i was doing anything else right now i would be exhausted i'm thinking why do i have to do a podcast or a youtube live or whatever but actually this rejuvenates me because the reason i'm doing this work at the entrepreneur's doctor is it's not for the money it's the fun it's the value add and i think now is the time to to help take the message that we as public health doctors and uh, physicians have been spreading to all sorts of other neck of the woods except for entrepreneurs you know there's this thirst out there that i see amongst uh, entrepreneurs innovators to do something in the health space especially what they've seen with the pandemic but many are focused on a narrow area uh, of opportunities, mainly health tech to deliver better clinical care. Actually, there's so much you can do, whether it's education, whether it's the work that you're doing, Akash, you know, and if you go even earlier on in life, the, the value that you can drive by the same amount of work that you're doing, the, you know, if you are mission driven, if you are truly looking to solve the problem that you maybe went through yourself or a loved one went through, um, there's so many other ways than just creating the latest AI-based app. And here's me talking as someone who's fascinated by digital health. Anyway, enough about me. That's I, I love this stuff. And meeting people like you on these podcasts and, and exploring new ideas, I, I just love it. I, I really recover and rejuvenate as I'm doing this. So I want to come back to you with um, a, 
it's kind of a trick question, but it really isn't. So you can say whatever you want, but it's like if you personally now, even though you're doing what you're doing with RNT Fitness, if you were going to launch the next health or fitness startup, what problem would you look to solve next? Well, if I was, uh, <laughs> it is a trick question because my answer would be just to amplify what I'm doing at RNT. Honestly, I think I think what we have in terms of solution for body transformation, for its impact on your mindset, your overall health and fitness, is the total solution to all health problems. We, you know, I've had functional medicine practitioners, I've had cardiologists say say to me that you've got a body trans, you've got a functional medicine or your medicine uh, transformation program packaged up as a body transformation program or a fitness program, because you come you. The, the way our methodology works is yes you're getting shape but your health is going to get th- it's going to go through, through the roof your mental health is going to improve your emotional control is going to improve you're going to connect to yourself in a, in a deeper level and to me ultimately it's such a holistic approach that all i need to do if i was to start again is to amplify it uh and and that's what i want to do is, is i'm looking at more digital and scalable methods of of spreading my word and, and my mission um, you know, we're building some technology at the moment that that's very exciting and should help uh, scale our efforts. Um, and I'm assuming the reason why you like digital tech is because it allows that, you know, the, the, with the digital tech actually allows scale and you combine two together and you get something special. And I think the, the big spaces that need to be tackled is, is education and empowering people to have that the right education. So they're not just given the fish, but they're taught how to fish with regards to nutrition, training, mindset, et cetera, because some of the key fundamental points around nutrition just aren't taught to people from a teenager all the way to adult adult stage of life. We're just not taught about nutrition. And it's one of the most baffling things that just doesn't make any sense, right? When you consider it, we're not taught what to put in our mouth, but we're not taught how to deal with our mental health from a young age. Can you imagine what difference it'd make if schools taught these things? It'd just be a... I honestly think it'd be a different world if at a young age, I'm saying right from kids, we were talking about nutrition, we were talking about mindset, we were talking about well-being, mindfulness, introspection, exercise. Can you imagine how what a different place the world would be if we all had the fundamental grasp of these principles? And I think now is the opportunity really is in scaling education to show people why you gain a grasp of these core fundamental principles, your whole life will transform. And you'll be able to do things you never thought possible. So I couldn't agree with you more. The earlier that we work with in terms of educating young people, absolutely. And also educating older people as well, adults uh, at later stages. And there's pivotal moments in our life when we're going through changes, when we're losing a loved one, whether we've got our own health challenging where challenges where that could sometimes be like a a lever that you can just push on or a door that's about to open and you can take advantage of that but the earlier work the better but what i what i love about i mean i don't know the full detail of rnt fitness but what you told me at the beginning in terms of you know the way you're working and the way that you're creating a community uh, the digital on top of that is just it's like the icing on the cake so you've set the right foundation your book is the means to get the message out to the masses in, in essence through education but really it's transforming that education into meaningful change which you'll only do through the other services that you offer in the community that you create 
and that peer-to-peer support as well. And I, and I don't know what the technology offers and what, whether you're willing to share, but technology that helps you monitor as well as to maybe nudge you to do the right thing at the right time would be a, a Well, that's it. It's, like it's creating the right environment with regards to accountability and community. So yeah. what, we're gonna, what we're creating is accountability systems on a personal level, so through unique dashboards and gamification, et cetera, but also um, accountability through troubleshooting with with coaches and experts through having someone pull you up on you know if you're not if you're not making the right progress um community to make living this lifestyle normalized you know it's the, the biggest thing i i think around staying in shape is around being around people who who live that lifestyle you've got you know the, the, the cliche saying of you are the average of your five but if the five people you spend most time with are all healthy fit people driven people it'd be very difficult for you to not to do the same thing. You've got to normalize the lifestyle. You've got to normalize what you want to achieve. So what we're, what we're, going to create, what we're creating is cohorts of five, six people built in together as small cohorts, also are plugged into a wider community. And that amplified double type, double layer of, of community and uh, peer-to-peer accountability is what creates the right environment for you to succeed in. Gosh, I mean, I love what you're doing. So if there's anything that I can do to help you, you just reach out. And likewise, if you want to come back on the show, you're more than welcome. I'd love to see the results of once you're launching your, your, your digital uh, service as well, do come and let us know about it. But most importantly, do you have any final words of wisdom to our audience or to me? <laughs> well, I'll start with the audience and I'll give you some specific advice. <laughs> For the audience, uh, if you're not on this health and fitness journey, the first step is always the hardest to take. But once you have that moment of realization, once you start on that journey, life will never be the same. And you'll have you'll unlock the courage, confidence, focus, resilience to do things you never thought were possible. But it all starts with that first step. And for yourself, just keep fighting, man. That you're 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 pushing hard. You're on this journey of, of 90 day challenge, but let, we also got to use that. That's, that's the same, the same thing applies here, right? you got a 90 day challenge on day 91 is when things begin. And it's understanding that this is not just the 91, 90 day challenge. This is the start of something new for you. And I think taking that to taking that approach across the board is going to do things for you that you never thought again, that you never thought were possible. You know what the funniest thing, and I'll leave you with this thought, the funniest thing that I, um, realized is I suddenly have an extra hour on top of my day that I was preparing for these podcasts or YouTube episodes and you know how much time it takes to create these things before and after too so suddenly I'm gonna have all this free time (laughs) to get back to what I was supposed to be doing during this 90-day challenge look it's an absolute pleasure Cash remember if you're watching listening and you want to get your hands on on this fantastic book it's a really easy read and really uh, inspire you know there's really great messages and it's tangible because you've got like a how-to guide in there as well it's not just theory uh, so do do make sure you comment below let me know reach out to me uh, and uh, uh, absolutely get in touch with Akash directly too because the more people get their hands on this book the better Akash you're an absolute legend keep doing what you're doing would love to see you uh, progress and do even better as you go forward so thanks for joining me and tomorrow I can't wait we have a very special guest from the states who's going to be uh, talking about he's a chef And he's cooked for the likes of Tom Cruise. And he's going to be telling us about his health entrepreneurship journey too. So join us.
guys again, same time tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. Learn more at The Entrepreneur's Doctor. www.entrepreneurs.doctor. Better health starts here.